Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Come on in. Good evening, everybody. Shalom to you. Come on in. Everybody speak to me as you come in. It's Monday night, which means it's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Let me come up a little higher. Let's go. All right. To, to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Come on in on every platform and speak to me as you come in. Do this. Also, let me know where you are watching from and make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. When you share, people get saved. We're knocking at the door of 2,700 decisions of people who have given their lives to the Lord Shalom so far this year. And that happens in part because of your share. So make sure that you share. All right, listen, guys, come on. Let's do the roll call. Let's see. Let's see where you're watching from. North Carolina, Aurora, Jacksonville, Florida, Tennessee. Speak to me. Let me know where you're watching from. What's going on? Bishop, Bishop. I love it. North Carolina, welcome. Come on in, everybody. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It is Monday night. We pray together for one hour every Monday night. Why one hour? When Jesus is in his most defining moment, known as the time of the Garden of Gethsemane, which means pressing and blessing, at the same time, he prayed for one hour. So there's something powerful about an hour of prayer. It's an hour of power. Drop that in the comments, an hour of power. This is where you're going to release what you need to release and receive what you need to receive. This is where we're going to lay it as people we need to lay it as speak. And then he's going to put something in our hands. And he's going to put something in our mind. He's going to put something in our spirit. Prayer is an exchange. That's why it's a dialogue. Hear me. It's not a monologue. A monologue is just you, blah, 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 in Jesus' name. Amen. A dialogue means there's a response. So God responds to us tonight in prayer. All right. And this is going to be an hour of power as it always is. Come on. I saw several other cities come in. Several countries come in. Michigan, good to see you. Covington, Georgia, welcome. Michigan, New Jersey, good to see you. Parker, Colorado, welcome. Where else? I miss tons, but uh, Colorado, good to see you. Jacksonville, good to see you. Let's go, everybody. Um, Listen, let me just say yesterday was amazing in Denver, Atlanta, and online. People got saved on all three uh, in both locations and uh, online yesterday. Can we clap it up and give God glory for that? Mr. Bowman, why do you have such this huge emphasis on salvation? Because that's what Jesus sent us in the earth to do. He did not just send us to have saved people meetings. He sent us so that we, we, we would be light in the darkness. He sent us he said, go and um, preach this gospel so that everybody knows that everybody hears it and everybody can respond to it. All right. And so that's why salvation is a big deal. Can you drop that in the comments? It's a big deal. Every single soul, every single life that comes to the Lord, it's a big deal to God. 
And it's a big deal to us. And so your mindset should be that way. You cannot have the Christian mentality of us for and no more. Like you just get your little Christian gated community and you just don't want nobody else coming through the gates. Nah, man. Nah, lady. Nah, woman. Nah, sir. No, that is not what this is all about. And it's not what this is all about. The Bible says that we are sent. Well, if we're sent, that means we're sent to do something. So it is a big deal. All right. Uh, we gather together every Monday night, one hour to pray, seven o'clock mountain until eight o'clock mountain. That's nine Eastern, uh, eight central, six Pacific time. Prayer is always going to be powerful. You know, God's going to meet us in a very, very powerful way. So make sure that you tap share. When you share, people get saved. Let me also encourage you to get our app. That's the best way to stay connected to all things Bishop Foreman, all things Harvest Church. To get it, text Harvest to 55498. Can I get somebody to drop that over here in the comments on IG? Somebody to drop that on the comments over there on TikTok. And then it's already at the bottom of the screen for YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, our website, all of that. It's already there uh, for you to be able to connect. All right, let's pray. Father, we bless you and we honor you, sir. Thank you that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be made glad in it. You cause all things to work together for our good and for that we say thank you we thank you lord that we've got breath in our body we thank you lord that we you're a prayer answering god we thank you that you hear us and even tonight god while we pray you do not turn a deaf ear towards us but you hear us and you respond we thank you for the privilege that we have to be able to pray we get to lay our burdens at your feet you said that we are to cast our cares. First Peter 4, 5, 7. We can cast our cares on you because you care for us. We can cast our anxieties on you because you care for us. We thank you for that privilege tonight, God. We get to go above the head of every human and go directly to the source. You are the source. You are Gudan. You are God. That's where the word God comes from, the 6th century Germanic term, Gudan. That is who you are. You are the source. You're the source of our strength. You're the source of our life. You're the source of our hope. You're the source of our joy. You're the source of our peace. You are our source. And for that, we tell you, thank you. We thank you that there is no God like you. There is no God beside you, which means that we are not in search of another God. We are not in search of something else to believe. You are proving yourself to us over and over and over and over again. Our search is over. For somebody, you need to release that in the comments. My search is over. You have proven yourself that there is no God beside you. There is no source beside you. A job is not our source. Money is not our source. People are so enough not our source. A relationship is not our source. Uh, um, things are not our source. Substances are not our source. Uh, applause is not our source. People liking is not our source, but you are our source. And for that, we give you glory tonight. We thank you that you are a source that never runs dry. You are a source that never runs dry. Everything we need, we find it in you tonight, God. So this, let this be an hour of power. Let us we feel tonight, God, with everything that we need. Holy Ghost, at the beginning of prayer, I pray that you would refill us with your spirit. Your word says to be being filled with the spirit, which means that being filled with your spirit is not a one-time thing. This is something that happens over and over and over again. That's Ephesians 5 and 18. And Acts chapter 2, when they were filled with the Spirit, those same people, two chapters later, got a refill. Father, we ask that you to refill us tonight with your Holy Ghost from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. The living God lives in us. 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 
And that means that you will empower us. That means that you will strengthen us. That means that you will give us what we need so we can get to where you've ordained for us to go. It's like gas in a car. Holy Spirit, we ask that you refill us tonight. If you've never been filled with the Spirit, how do you receive that? You just open your mouth and you ask for it. Say, Father, fill me with your Spirit. Fill me with your Spirit. This means that we want the living God to live in us. And Father, manifest yourself through us. Speak through us. Speak through us. Walk through us. Talk through us. Live through us. Let it be that you take over in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you forgive us for all of our sins, those committed knowingly and unknowingly. Forgive us for our sin. This is where we've missed the mark. Forgive us for our iniquity. This is generational sin that we've practiced and passed down and around. And finally, Father, forgive us for our transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. We thank you that tonight as we pray, we pray as forgiven people. And because we are forgiven, this means that you hear us. And because you hear us, we know that we have the petitions that we ask of you. We know that we have the petitions that we ask of you. So tonight, God, and that's according to 1 John 5 and 15, you hear us and you respond. You hear us and you will answer. You hear us and that you will manifest. And for this, we say thank you. Now tonight, God, I pray that you give us the tongue of the learned. This is what Isaiah said. In other words, put the words in our mouths that we need to pray. Whatever we need to call out, let us call it out. Whatever we need to speak, let us speak it. Whatever we need to say, let us say it. Whatever we need to do, let us do it. Whatever needs to be done tonight in the realm of the Spirit, let us get it done. Let this hour be an hour of power. Not only will we refill, but God will recreate results. Come on. I need you to put that in the comments. Refills and results. Refills and results. Let us get results, God, from what we do tonight in us, and let us get results around us. Let us see things change in us and see things change around us. Let us see things change in us. Let us see things change around us. And for that, we give you glory. Now, Lord, bless our time tonight. Now, I pray, Lord, that when the invitation comes, that many people will give their lives to you. Black, white, tall, short, every background, everybody included, nobody excluded. Let people come to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody on every platform to just say amen right there? Listen, good to see everybody tonight on prayer. Do me a favor, wherever platform you're on, share. When you share, people get saved. I want to move very quickly tonight in prayer. And we prayed over this last week. And I want to pray over this again. But I want to attach a different scripture to this uh, last week. Last week, uh, when we were praying, we, we began to pray about being dry. And I need you to hear me. You can have moments in your life and areas of your life where you just feel dry, right? Wait, but if you if, if if you had one of those moments today where you just feel dry, whenever you feel dry, um, that dryness can manifest in a lot of different ways. By definition, uh, the meaning of the word dry it means free from moisture or liquid. Uh, it literally means this: it is free from. Uh, uh, or dull or uninterested. Let's go. It means, listen to this definition, not yielding a supply, not yielding a supply, evaporation, uh, having lost moisture over a period of time. Listen to this, unemotional, undemonstrative, passive, let's go, unconscious, unintentional, so many definitions, and we can all, as we navigate through life, we can have moments where we feel dry. And I want to give you a scripture to help you with this. Hear me, because for you to get to where you need to go and for you to get to your next, you cannot be dry. Just really said in the comments, I cannot be dry. Two, three things I'm going to always have you do a lot in prayer. Number one, 
Number one is I'm going to have you to say a lot. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the palm of your tongue. When you speak, it's a spiritual principle. Everything with God is voice activated. Everything God created, he didn't make it, he spoke it. I mean, he spoke it, he created it. So I'm going to have you to say a lot. In addition to me having you to say a lot, I'm also uh, going to have you to uh, type a lot in the comments. Why? Because the Bible says in Matthew 16, 19, that wherever two or three touch agreeing on anything, it shall be done for them. So when you type it in the comments, this is our way to come together and to agree. And then finally, I'm going to have you to release praise, right? And I'll say release the praise and I'll count you down and give you five seconds and 10 seconds. What is the purpose and what is the point of all of that? What's going on on my screen? What is the purpose and what is the point of all of that? It is because praise is a weapon and praise pushes things. Praise causes things to manifest. Praise causes things to come forward. And so you'll have, I'll, you'll see that I have you a lot. I do those things a lot. All right. So I need you to say that I cannot be dry. I cannot be dry. I cannot be dry. Let me give you Bible for this. Isaiah 58 and 11. All right. We're going to pray the scripture. One of the other things you'll often see me have you do when we pray is y'all see how I give you scripture all the time. It's because we pray the scripture because in Isaiah, the Bible says, state your case before me. In other words, we have to attach scripture to everything that we pray. You can't just, Lord, I just, Lord, give me strength like Superman. Number one, that's not even real. Number two, um, <laughs> it's number one, so, you know, we can stop right there. But then number two, you're not attaching scripture. So it's like going before a judge and watch me, but you don't have any law to support your case. And I've talked to you this before in prayer, but I want you to get it because many of you are new. You haven't heard this principle um, is that when you go before God in prayer, it's like adjudicating your case or trying your case in a courtroom. You cannot just go uh, 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 before a judge and just say, well, just I feel this. Judge is going to say, okay, that's cool what you feel. Where's the law? Where's the statute? Where, where's the, what, what is your basis for being before me? You don't just go before a judge unless you have business or matter before the judge. And Isaiah, the word says, state your case before me. So how do we state our case? We do it with scripture. Scripture is my case. What he said is my case. Can you drop that in the comments? The word is my case. So what we do is everything we pray, we attach scripture to it. We attach Bible to it and we remind him of what he said, not because he forgot, but because we need to know. In fact, in the law today, there's so many things that uh, you can use to your benefit. But if you don't know what the law says, if you don't know what your case is, if you don't know what scripture is, then you have no case, which means you can be cheated out of something that belongs to you because you don't know the law. Y'all better come on here. So the reason I always give you scripture when we pray is because this is what he said to do. This is how he said to make it happen. All right, let's go. Isaiah 58 and 11. Here's your case. It says, the Lord will guide you always. Father, we thank you that you are always guiding us. We thank you that you are always guiding us. We thank you that you are always guiding us. Father, even when it feels like you are not, you are. Even when it seems like you are far from us, you are not. You are right there and you are with us. And we thank you that you are always guiding us, Father. You keep us from being dry. You keep us from being dry. You are always guiding us. And for this, we say thank you. Come on, just say he's guiding me. He's guiding me. He's guiding me. He's guiding me. Guiding me means uh, sometimes it might feel like my eyes are closed and he's guiding me with his voice. You ready? I can't see where I'm going. I really can't even see where I'm headed. I really don't know where I'm going, but the voice is leading me. 
And how, what is his voice? His voice is primarily found through a verse. Father, you are guiding us. And even when we don't can't see where we're going, we trust that you are guiding us. Sometimes you'll guide by voice. Follow this voice. Come in this direction. Sometimes you'll guide with your hand, which means you will hold us by the hand, but you are guiding us. You are guiding us. And for that, we tell you thank you. This is the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs. Ooh, that's uh, NIV. Let me read NLT. Giving you water when you are dry. Giving you water when you are dry. Father, thank you that you are the God that gives us water when we're dry. Water represents the spirit. That's why we prayed that a moment ago. You are giving us water. Mm. Which means you will not let us be dry. Any area of our lives where we feel dry. First of all, feelings aren't facts. God, don't let us live by something that is not factual, nor is it actual. We pray that you, God, would give us water, that you would satisfy our souls, that is our mind, our thoughts, our will, and our emotions. You would satisfy our souls. NIV says you'd satisfy our needs. KJV says you'd satisfy our soul, which means when we're dry in our mind, Father, give us water. When we're dry, and our wheel, give us water. When we're dry and our emotions, give us water. When we are dry and our thoughts, give us water. Give us what we need in the name of Jesus so that we produce a supply, so that we yield a supply. Wherever we've been running on fumes, refill us tonight. Wherever we've been low, refill us tonight. Wherever we've not felt strong enough, refill us tonight. Wherever we felt discombobulated and confused, refill us tonight. Come on. Come on. I need you to put that in the comments. Refill, 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 refill. It's no different than drinking water. You don't just have water once a week. You got to have it multiple times every day. Why? To keep yourself from being dry. I pray that this is the same as our relationship with you, God. We need refills and not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays. We need them daily. We need daily refills and not just once a day, multiple times a day. We need a refill. Do not let us be dry, because whenever we are dry, <clears throat> this means that something will be destroyed. Whenever an automobile engine is dry and it lacks oil, the engine locks up. Now, whenever there are parts that are moving and they're not lubricated with oil, they will lock up. They, something will become destroyed when it is dry. When our bodies lack water and we're dehydrated, the body will eventually destroy and destruct. Father, we cannot be dry. So we ask that you teach us the principle, God, to refill daily and not just daily, but multiple times daily. I hear you loud and clear, Lord, multiple times daily, multiple times daily. The Lord says you feel dry because you only fill up once every other couple of days. But God calls us to make it our practice that we refill multiple times a day so that we're not walking around snapping. We're not walking around angry. We're not walking around frustrated. We're not walking around without clarity. We're not walking around feeling defeated when we are really victorious. Because when we are dry, it will make it seem like something worse than what it really is. When we are dry, it will make us seem like something is bad when it's really good. When we are dry, we will think it's overwhelming and it's not really overwhelming. 
It is simply something that we're dragged to. And because we're dragged to, we can't figure out a way through. But I declare in the name of Jesus that we would be refilled in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All right, let's keep reading this verse. Isaiah 58 11. Please don't solicit in the comments over there on Facebook. You do it again, I have to block you. All right, just stay, stay focused on prayer. If you have a need, we got resources for you. Go to harvestchurch.church, tap the resources button. All right. It says, the Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land or even when you are dry. Here's the next part, restoring your strength. Restoring your strength. Um, Father, the purpose of strength is to use it. The purpose of strength is to get something done. The purpose of strength is to accomplish something. Um, you don't want us dry uh, so that we can go accomplish something. Not just so we can just sit up and just sit up and be happy, but so that we can use that happiness to go accomplish something. Mm. So that we can use, um, we can use that water to go do something. You give us strength for the purpose of using it to go succeed at something. So, Father, as you restore our strength, I pray that we would use it. I pray that we would use it. Don't let our strength be wasted doing nothing. Don't let our strength be wasted doing nothing. Samson made his biggest mistake. When he wasted his strength, uh-oh, on Delilah. I feel like preaching, prophesying, and praying now. He, he made his greatest mistake when he misused his strength. Now, don't let us misuse our strength. Don't let us use our strength in a way that is not productive, that is not godly, that's not going to accomplish something. We pray that you would restore our strength tonight in the name of Jesus, but so that we do something with it, so that we take action that gives you glory. Do not let us waste our strength. I feel like praying on the wrong nouns that I toss out you, on the wrong people, on the wrong places, <clears throat> on the wrong things, on the wrong ideas. Do not let us waste it. Do not let us misuse it. Do not let us put it in nouns where there is no return or there is no fruit that is being shown. Even you curse the fig tree because it didn't have fruit, which means even you don't fool with fruitless people. Even you don't fool with fruitless people, places, things, and ideas. Let us only invest our strength where there is fruit. Let us only invest our strength where there is results. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we would not misuse our strength. Here it is. I pray that we would not misinvest our strength for the rest of our days. In Jesus' name, I pray that you would give it to us and we'd use it right. You'd give it to us and we'd have something to show. You'd give it to us and we'd have something that we produce all for your glory. In Jesus' name. Don't let us misuse our strength. Don't let us misuse our strength. Don't let us waste our strength. You even, when you were dealing with your 12, you knew Judas was a waste of time. You did not invest any of your strength on him because you knew it wasn't worth it. God, I pray that you sharpen our discernment. I pray that you sharpen our discerning of spirits. One is a gift, one is a heal. The discerning of spirits is the gift. That's to know the spirit behind somebody or something. But discernment, that is a skill. This is something that we can improve on through using difference. Discernment is simply the ability to identify difference. God, sharpen our discernment and increase our discerning of spirits so that we know where we ought not invest our strength, so that we know where we ought not put our strength, so that we know where we ought not pour 
so that we know where we ought not. Here it is, correct. Correction is a gift that we should only give to those that we believe there's a future with. Come on here. Correction is a gift that we should only give to those that we believe we're going somewhere with and there's something ahead. Father, don't let us in the pursuit of giving everybody a piece of our minds and, and let everybody know how we feel and what we think. Don't let us misuse our strength. Not once did you bother with Judas because you knew it was a waste of your strength. Not once did you go back and forth with that ninja because you knew it was a waste of your strength. Father, don't let us waste our strength. We have too much to do. We have too much to accomplish. There's great deals with our name on it. Come on, y'all. Let's pray prophesy together. There's big deals with our name on it. There's big checks with our name on it. There's big opportunity with our name on it. There's big doors with our name on it. There's too much big with our name on it to be going back and forth with people over small. And for that, we say thank you. Increase our strength. Increase our strength and let us use it properly. 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 Let us use it properly in Jesus' name. We're about to move on, but I just need to spend some time right here because why would he give you more strength? And you're going to use it on a fool. Why would he give you more strength if you're going to use it on a person that you ought not use it for? Why would he give you more strength if you're going to use it in a way you ought not use it? Why would he give you more strength if you're not going to do that but sit on your blessed assurance? God, you said, blessed are those that not only hear the word, but do it. I declare that from the rest of our days, we are doers of your word. For the rest of our days, we are doers of your word. We will do your word, not just hear it. We will do it. We will not just talk about it, but we will do it. We will not just um, uh, uh, ideate, but we will do it. We will not just dream, but we will do it. And for this, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, y'all. Let's come up for breath. Release a hallelujah in the comments. I praise the Lord in the comments. Something. Put some type of praise in the comments. We got to keep praying this verse, but this thing is good to me. 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 Can I get somebody to type uh, text harvest to 55498 over there on IG? Several of you may have done it, guys, and I'm not ignoring you. IG just, for some reason, it only lets me see a few people that actually type that in. And often doesn't let me see everybody doing that. <clears throat> Listen to the principle that we just prayed. I will increase your strength. But, but hear me. We got to make sure, y'all, that we are not using our strength and misusing our strength um, and misappropriating our strength. Listen to me. Every fight is not a fight to be fought. Father, show us the fights not to fight. Come on here. Show us the fights not to fight. Thank you. Thank you for saying So it's the fights not to fight. Every fight isn't a fought to be fought. Every fought is not a fought to be fought. Y'all got to hear me. Every fought is not a fought to be fought. I see you, right? Every fought is not a fought to be fought. Yes, I said spirit. Okay? You ready for this? Every fix is not something you need to fix. Father, only show us what we're supposed to fix. Only show us what we're supposed to do something about. Only show us what we're supposed to change. Every fight is not one to be fought. Every fix is not something that needs to be fixed. You cannot misappropriate your strength. There are some things, you got to hear me. You, there are some things, you ready? Whether it's, you better take a page from Prophet Teddy Pendergrass. What do you mean, Prophet? He was prophesying. He said, I think you better let it go. There are certain things that you simply have to let it go. That's the answer. You're using your strength and the response should simply be to let it go. 
it's, there's some things it don't matter who's right because at this point we don't even know what was wrong let it go let it go i hear this for some of you parents there's certain things with your kids you just have to let it go they'll learn they'll get it you stressed over your grown kids stuff let it go but also let go of paying for everything too i don't know who that's for let's go let it go there's certain fights that are simply not to be fought because there's look at me there's nothing to win god you lead us into victory second corinthians which means if you lead us into victory 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 this means that these are only fights that we are supposed to win these are only fights that we are supposed to win so if there's nothing to win it's not a fight you want to see in y'all better put that in the comments if there's nothing to win i ain't in if there's nothing to win i'm not going back and forth with you there's nothing to win here you can cry river cry and pray stay in the comments if there's nothing to win i ain't in it if there's nothing to win i ain't in his word says he always leads us into victory second corinthians 2 14 which means if there's no victory here then there's no need for me here what good god if there's no victory here there's no need for me in that there's nothing to win there's nothing to win if there's nothing to win i mean guess what what are we doing what are we doing what are we doing look father give us the grace you ready for this i hear you loud and clear lord give us the grace god to know when to be silent because sometimes nothing needs to be said ooh, ooh. sometimes nothing needs to be said sometimes nothing needs to be said father just like zachariah john the baptist father he was when he said when he questioned the angel you made him mute you wouldn't let him speak because you didn't need him to speak something that did not need to be said when they were accusing jesus i'm showing you bible when they were accusing jesus jesus the bible says answered them not a word he said nothing he said nothing give us the grace god to know when to be silent for every control freak in prayer tonight, you need that grace. Because you always want to say something. You always want to text back. You always want to clap back. You always want to, I'm going to say this. Sometimes the thing to say is nothing. That's your response. Nothing. Yeah. Because you misuse your strength. You misuse your strength. We will not misuse our strength. And you could have been moving forward, but instead, watch me, you're dealing with something from the past because you're so concerned about saying something because you want to set the record straight. The problem is you're dealing with people who don't believe in records. I was having a conversation. Listen to me carefully. I was having a conversation. Well, um, we were having a conversation and one of my team members uh, was on the phone. We we're having a conversation and, and as we're navigating, I'm listening. As I was listening, I was like, I literally said, I said, okay. Um, I said, these, um, these folks don't, they, they don't traffic in facts. I said, traffic doesn't matter to these facts, or to these folks. Um, I said, I said, facts don't matter to these folks. And so as we're having the conversation, um, uh, you know, we were going through the conversation and at a certain point, the Holy Ghost just said, just don't say nothing else. He said, because the facts don't matter here in this conversation. The facts don't matter here. So while I, listen, y'all, let me tell you something. And especially when it comes to the business of the Lord, I don't play that. 
I'm like, I'm like uh homie the clown from In Living Color. Homie don't play that. Bishop don't play that when it especially when it comes to the business of the Lord. But the Holy Ghost said, he said, they don't traffic in facts, so stop speaking. Traffic, traffic, they don't deal in facts. Facts don't matter to folks. So he said, just stop, Jesus says, just don't. He said, the only thing I need you to do is make sure that you keep it moving and you do what you need to do because the bigger picture is bigger than this small conversation. Can you please put big, it has my name on it in the comments. Big has my name on it. He said, he said, all I need you to do is keep it moving. He said, he just said, just stop. And so I said, okay. So when we were doing the debriefing of the call, one of my team members said, sir, you know, um, I, that was kind of different. I said, because it didn't matter. I said, because we weren't trafficking in facts. And if we're not going to traffic in facts, there's nothing that needs, there, there's, there's no need, there's a waste of my energy. And for some of you all, here's what God's about to do. Father, give us the grace Give us the grace to know when there's simply no need to try to fight or fix this small when big has our name on it. Big has your name on it. So why in the world are you giving your strength to all these small things? Did I touch you? I hear you, Lord. I'm trying to move on to the rest of the scripture. For many, let me give you this. We got to jaywalk over to another scripture. We're going to jaywalk over this scripture. Um, we're going to give up over this scripture. Um, this is Jeremiah 12, 5. Jeremiah 12, 5. Um, what the enemy tries to do to get you to misuse your strength is to focus your strength on things that don't matter. Things that don't matter. Things that do not matter. Things that do not matter. Um, and I want to, and, and it might be small. It might even be big, but watch me but it's not as big as the big picture. Did you hear what I just said? It might be big, but it's not as big as the big picture. Let me show you this scripture. We're gonna jaywalk over there to come back to Isaiah 58. Because many of you, you've been misusing your strength. But God, I pray that the rest of our days, we would not misuse our strength. The Jeremiah 12, five. So Jeremiah 12, five says this. If, if you race with mere men and that makes you tired, how are you going to race against the horses? Okay, let me read you another version. If you've raced with men on foot and they've worn you out, how are you going to compete with horses? All right, let me, uh, let me give you one more. This is amplified. It says, the Lord rebukes Jeremiah for his impatience. It says, if you've raced with men on foot and they tired you out, how are you going to compete with horses? In other words, he was saying, listen, if this is wearing you out, we have a problem. Because, watch me, we have a problem. If this is wearing you out, we have a problem. If, if these little foot soldiers are wearing you out, anybody used to play video games? Wave at me, or still does? Wave at me. Wave at me. If you've ever played video games, or watch me, you, your kids play video games, or your little cousin or somebody, you know somebody that has a video game system. Wave at me real quick. Come on, y'all got to move fast. We're in prayer. But I got to make sure you get this. I got to make sure that you get this. <clears throat> okay? I see several names. All right, let's go. In a video game, here's the basic format of a video game. You have the foot soldiers, and then you have what's called the boss. In Mario, the foot soldiers are all the little, the little, the little, the little uh, what, the turtles and the ducks and the reptiles, whatever, all the little things. And then you get to the boss, Koopa. Koopa's going to get you. You got to Koopa, all right? All right? In uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you literally had the foot clan. 
right? You had the Foot Clan. Then you get to a boss. You'd have Bebop and Rocksteady or whatever. I think those were their names. Uh, that's what I'm calling them. Is that a song? I don't know. That's what I'm calling them. Bebop and Rocksteady. And then you'd have a Shredder. And then you have Crane. I need you to hear me. Here's what the Bible says. If these things are wearing you out, you're never going to defeat the boss. You're never going to defeat the big thing. You're never going to get to the big thing because you've exhausted all your strength on the small thing. Father, I pray that we do not exhaust our strength on what's insignificant so that we're not strong enough to handle the significant. Oh, my God. Woo. I pray that we don't let the back and forth over the insignificant stress us and take our strength for the significant, for the significant. For the significant oh no oh no oh no come on i know i've had you say it a lot tonight but i need you to say it again say i will not misuse my strength 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 okay and, and, and again notice i shifted the words because sometimes it might be big but it's insignificant it might be big but it's insignificant sometimes it might be small but it's big Okay, so notice I shifted the words and even in prayer tonight, because don't think just because it's a big thing that it's a significant thing. It might be big that your family's talking about you, but really it's insignificant. They talk about everybody that does something. Why are you shocked? Who am I talking to tonight? It might be big to you uh, that you're concerned about, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, your future. Okay, but it's insignificant because God's into the details of your life. And he already told you, Jeremiah 29, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you. And it might be small, but it might be significant. Okay, your Achilles, that's small. Ooh, but if that thing is, if that thing is cut, you ain't going nowhere. Do you hear what I'm saying? We will not misuse our strength on the insignificant, on the insignificant. All right, let's jaywalk back over. Let's jump back over. We went from Jeremiah 12. Let's go back to Isaiah 58 and 11. Let's go. Let's pray. Do me a favor. Share whatever platform you're on. Isaiah 58 and 11. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. Here it is. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Father, don't let us run dry again. Let us do what's necessary so that we do not run dry. You said, you said, sir, we would be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. A garden has a variety of different fruits, a variety of different vegetables, a variety of different plants. There's a variety of things that are in that garden, but all of them are growing. We pray that everything attached to us Everything we put our hand on, everything that we are doing, everything that we are touching, everything that is within our realm of oversight and leadership, that it is flourishing. 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 We are well-watered gardens. And our waters don't run dry. We pray that every area of our life is well watered. Our finances are well watered. Our family's well watered. Our future is well watered. Our faith is well watered. Our fitness is well watered. Everything about us is well watered and it doesn't run dry. Everything. Everything. Come on. Everything. I need you to say that out of your mouth. Everything about me is well watered. 
Everything about me is well watered. Everything concerning me is well watered. Everything around me is well watered. Everything in me is well watered. Everything I'm doing is well watered. There is nothing pertaining to me that is not well watered. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, can you put a praise in the comments right there? Guys, we've got about 21 minutes left tonight on prayer. If you haven't shared, make sure that you share. When you share, people get saved. Again, we're knocking at the door of 2,700 decisions. In fact, can y'all give me the number that we're at now, those that would have that? Um, if you'll put that in the comments for me, those that would have that, um, so I'll know where we're at as of uh, last night uh, online, Atlanta, and in Denver. All right? Um, so we spent the first half of prayer. We spent this first half of prayer um, dealing with Isaiah 58 and 11 about not being dry. Here's where we're going to spend uh, the second half of prayer. Um, because for some, uh, you misuse your strength. And that's what we just talked about. And so why would God give you strength if you're going to misuse it? The second half of prayer uh, that we're going to spend, uh, the second, well, not second half, but the last few minutes of prayer that we're going to spend are going to be directly tied to what I ministered and preached yesterday in Denver in the morning, uh, online all day, and then online or in Atlanta and online last night. It is about valleys. Um, one of the reasons that you can sometimes dry out and lose your strength is when you're in a valley. Wave at me right now if you feel like there's any area of your life that's in a valley. A valley just means a low place. That's all. A low place. A low place. Listen carefully. Um, what might be a mountain for somebody else, listen to me, might feel like a valley for you. Do you know what I just said? What may be somebody else's peak might be your bottom. What, but what might be somebody else's high place might feel like a low place to you. So the thing about valleys is that valleys are always specifically germane and respective to you, to you. Somebody else may look at your life and say, well, you know, you shouldn't feel like that. Well, maybe this is a high place for you. Maybe this, it, maybe you would be satisfied, but you don't get to judge what feels like a low place for me. And that's the first thing I want to pray about, your feelings. Guys, feelings aren't facts. Feelings are not facts. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's a fact. You got to hear it. Just because you feel it does not mean it's a fact. Sometimes you can feel low and be high in a high place. Let me be very clear about what I mean by that. <laughs> in a high place, right? Um, sometimes you can feel, let me tell you something. So don't y'all judge me. So today on my flight back from Atlanta, um, you know, I was, I called myself taking a little brief, little brief, close my eyes. It wasn't no nap, it was a close my eyes. And, you know, whenever you land in Denver, it's always rough landing in Denver because you've got, Denver's pretty flat. You've got the mountains and all that wind coming in from the west, and then you got the wind from the east, and then the, the airport is really up where these two things converge, and so it's always wind. It's always rough. And so as we were coming down, uh, as we were, we were coming down, coming down, and I was like, okay, we should be on the ground now. And so we, we should be on the ground now, right? And so, you know, I'm feeling it. Really, yeah. And listen, everybody listen to me. I'm used to the turbulence now. Oh, my God. There's, I'm used to the turbulence 
of when I land in certain places. When you land in Las Vegas, it's it's all it's they, when they fly over that mountain to get to that airport, it's always turbulent. For me, every flight I've been on, there's certain places, it's just always turbulent landing. Um, everybody, listen to me. I pray that you would become used to the turbulence of the terrain that you traffic. I pray, God, for all of us tonight, that we would become used to the turbulence that is part of the terrain that we traffic. In other words, there are certain things that just go with what we do and who we are. There are certain things, God, that go with what we do and who we are, which means there are certain types of uh, turbulence we just have to become used to. It just means that we're landing. Yeah, God Almighty. It just means that we're landing. God, the scripture says it like this. Think it not strange. Yeah. Think it not strange when certain things happen concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as if some strange thing has happened to you. In other words, he says, why are you not used to this level of turbulence because it's part of the terrain that you traffic. Traffic, I like, I'm just my, that's my key code word tonight. That's, I like that word tonight, traffic. It's not, it, it's part of what you traffic. Why are you not used to this by now? Father, I pray that you would make us used to it so we wouldn't think it's strange. So we wouldn't think it's weird. Here it is. So we would think it's off. So we wouldn't think it's punishment. So we wouldn't think something negative about it. Don't let us think it's strange, God. Make us comfortable with the turbulence that's in the terrain and the territory that we traffic. Because for some, you are so high. And for some, you are accomplishing so much. And for some, you are doing so much that you don't even recognize that the terrain um, that in the territory that you traffic, it comes with it. It comes with it. How many of you, you've been looking at some stuff strange, but the truth is it's not strange. It's part of the territory that you traffic. It's part of the territory that you're in. It goes with your seat. I'm confused as to why you don't expect that. So-and-so said such and such. I'm surprised that you, that's all they said? Because you know, you've been, listen, listen. Some of y'all, you got to get free from people. You've been called worse by better people. So what are you tripping over? I don't know why I keep going there, but somebody's pulling on that. You've been called worse by better people. <laughs> why are you letting that level of person and what they think, why are you letting that mess with you? It goes with it. So when I'm landing, I'm used to it. So, so you know, I remember early on when I would land in Denver, I'd be like, oh, God, oh, God, you know. But as much as I travel, I'm used to it. In fact, if there's no turbulence, I'm like, are we in Denver? We couldn't be landing in Denver because there's supposed to be turbulence. And it doesn't matter what time of the day, it doesn't matter what season of the year, that's just what it is, right? Because the mountains. Now, um, and Denver is really in a valley. In fact, where the airport is, the neighborhood right next to it is called Green Valley Ranch. Denver is really is flat, but it's really a valley in many places. And um, and so <clears throat> so today when we were landing, we should have landed. Guys, I'm almost to where I want to get because we got to pray this prayer. We should have landed. And uh, as we should have landed, we're going down and uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling the turbulence. And I'm like, okay, we should be landing by now. We should be like, why haven't we landed by now? And then all of a sudden, I heard Erica. 
I heard Beverly, I heard the engines rev back up to full power. Um, I watched a lot of aviation videos, so let me sound very technical like I don't know. Um, they went up to go around power. And so normally I don't, I've been sitting in a different seat today that I normally sit in. So this time I was sitting next to a window. So normally I don't like the window open. I don't want to see all that. And I don't want all that light. So I lifted the window up. I lifted the thing up and I looked out and I said, wait a minute. I said, we're going back up. We're going back up. We're, look at me. We're going back up. I said, we're supposed to be landing now. We're going back up. We're, I hear these engines going up back to full power to go around power, which means we're going back up. So I open the window, I look, and the plane is going back up. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now there's no, there's nothing, nothing going on. And, and so the captain ain't said nothing. I see the plane going, I see the plane going right back up. And I'm like, why in the world are we going right back up? And so the captain ain't sitting there, and I'm looking out the window. I open up my phone. I shoot a text to the vice chairman of the board. I had to give him, I had to give him the security code. I just said, just in case, man of God, just in case, man of God, run this, okay? And, uh, and so we go back around. The captain comes on. He says, uh, uh, you know how captains talk on the, on the phone. Uh, and so he says, folks, uh, we have to go do a go around. Uh, because when we were getting ready to land, there were some crosswinds. And the crosswinds wouldn't have let us land safely. So we had to go back around. Watch me. So that we could do it a second time. So that we could land safely. I want to tell some of you all, here's your prayer. Here's your prayer. Here's your prayer. Here's your prayer. What you call a delay was simply God making sure that you would be able to get to where you're going safely. What you have been frustrated about is simply God making sure that you could get to where you were going safely. There was something on the ground that you couldn't see. Watch me. There was something on the ground that you couldn't see that was getting ready to negatively and adversely impact. And while even though you were like, God, I'm ready for this to finally happen, heaven said, but we see what you don't see, so we got to let you do a go-around. Father, we thank you tonight for the go-arounds. We bless you tonight for the go-arounds. We give you honor and we give you glory tonight for the go-arounds. We give you honor because you are the God that directs our steps. And sometimes we have to do a go around and those go arounds can feel like a valley to us. Those go arounds can feel like something negative to us. Those go arounds can feel like something bad to us, but they are not. You delight Psalm 37, 23 in the details of our lives. So whatever we were complaining about, here's our new confession. Let's go around. Come on here. Whatever we were angry about, here's our confession. Let's go around. Whatever we felt like there was a, here's another delay. Here's another problem. Here's another issue. Here's another challenge. It's a go around. And that go around is for our safety and for our protection. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Now, what does this have to do, Bishop, with dry, strained valleys? Because in that go-around, um, let, let me just use this as an analogy because I don't even want to jump to my notes from yesterday. If you missed yesterday's message, it was amazing. You got to go watch it on our app or YouTube or Facebook um, or website, all of that. Um, get our app, text numbers to 55498 to get it so that you can watch yesterday's message. It was amazing. It's called It's in the Valley. 
right? Um, God directs Ezekiel's steps to this valley. Um, and this valley had to feel a certain way, but it was really designed to produce something in Ezekiel's life. So, so Tashana, he has to go, we go around, as we're going around, the engines are revving, it's that go around speed, and trust me, and we began to climb again. In other words, the plane had slowed down so much to prepare to land, but now since we gotta go around, the plane has to gain altitude and speed altitude and speed. In other words, it has to begin to go further. It has to begin to go higher. It has to begin to go faster. Higher, further, faster. Father, anytime you allow us to go through a go around, we're going to have to go higher because we have to go further and we have to go faster. We have to go higher we have, because we have to go further and we got to go faster. I pray that we wouldn't let the valley make us feel like nothing is happening or make us feel like something is wrong or make us feel like something is bad. It is not. We got to go higher, further, faster in Jesus' name. Guys, we got eight minutes. Tap share if you haven't shared yet. We're almost done with prayer tonight. We pray for one hour. And when we pray, notice, we don't just pray God responds to us. So as I'm teaching and giving you revelation, God is responding. God is responding. God is responding. So in Ezekiel 37, God directs Ezekiel's steps to a valley. And in this valley, it's a valley of dry bones. Um, Ezekiel has to feel like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? Why am I in this go around? Why am I in this situation? Like, haven't I, I, aren't I, aren't I beyond this? To get to a valley, that means I had to come over a mountain. Talk to me, y'all. To get to a valley, that means I had to come over a mountain, which means valleys only appear in between two mountains, which means I had to come from a high place, and now I feel like I'm in a low place. But I pray, God, that even in the midst of us asking, how did we get here, that instead of staying stuck on the how, we shift our question to what next? Come on here, y'all. What next? What next? Put that in the comments. What next? Father, tonight, let us shift our question to what next? The, the how is not really important. You directed our steps here. Now, what are we going to do? Because staying stuck is not an option. Not moving forward is not an option. Sitting here and being mad, is, is, that's not an option. That is not an option. What next? So in the valley... Ezekiel, God circles him around the bones. Go around, go around, go around. I'm talking fast so I can get to where we're going. We got to go. We only got seven minutes left. He's, God makes Ezekiel walk around the bones, circle around the bones. He has to do a go around. And as he looks at the bones, he, he sees that they're very dry. He sees that they're very dry. Notice what we just prayed about tonight? Dryness. Okay? What else do we pray about? Strength. Because those bones represent four different words in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament. And we're going to hit all of them in prayer. A valley of dry bones. First one, one is self, a valley of self. That's what bones mean, self. Or excuse me, five different words. Valley of self. God made Ezekiel go to a valley so he could deal with himself. Wherever you feel like it's low, here's the question you have to pray. Lord, what do I need to see in myself that needs to change? Can you pray that? Lord, what do I need to see in myself that needs to change? 
What do I need to see in myself that I couldn't see on a mountain? I only see it in the valley. I, I don't see it on the mountain. I only see it in the valley. What do I need to see about myself that I need to change? And for some of you, you're going to see, you're going to see things that you're going to see outbursts and you'll say, wow, this needs to change. You're going to see anger. You're going to say this needs to change. You're going to see frustration. You're going to say this needs to change. You're going to see certain things about you that you're going to say you're going to see need to change. It's the second definition of bones, valley of dry bones, second definition. It means valley of the same. So when it literally says the valley of dry bones, that word bones means self, then it means the same. In other words, what keeps happening that you're not getting the lesson from? That you're not getting the lesson from? Or, you ready? What keeps happening that you think it's strange that it is happening? What keeps happening that you, like we just prayed, that you're not used to the turbulence of the terrain that you're trafficking? Father, what do we need to see in what's the same? What do we need to see in what's the same? Some of you keep saying, I keep going through the same day you think. Okay, okay, okay. So what do you need to see? What do you do? Is it just part of the terrain that you traffic? Are you just too much for the people you're reaching for? Are you reaching low because that makes you feel good about you? I'm just asking questions. If you keep going through the same thing, is that just part of, or is it part of the ter ter terrain that you traffic? Are you just going to, do you require a special order? Because everybody can't handle you. Y'all better talk to me. If you're a queen, watch me. Twin sheets can't cover that. Let's talk. Ah! You ready? If you're a king, watch me. If you're a king, watch me. That was created for a queen. Just saying. Just asking questions. Okay, let's go. Here's the third definition of, of, of bones. Father, help us to see. Here's the third definition. Pains. He set Ezekiel in a valley of pains. Plural. In other words, God, in Isaiah 60, 69, God says, I would not allow pain or cause pain without allowing something new to be born. God, what do we need to see from our pain? You could have blocked the pain. You could have stopped the pain. So, Father, what is it in the pain that you want to allow something new and better to be born? That's what you said you do with pain. And this isn't just pain. It's pains. Father, cause our pain to be a womb. Cause, our, cause every wound woo, to be a womb. W-O-M-B. Cause every wound to be a womb. Every area we're in pain, let us burst something new and better. In Jesus' name. Last two definitions, and we gotta go. A valley of strength. Notice how we prayed for strength. He puts Ezekiel in a valley where he, Ezekiel could get his strength. Because Ezekiel, you've been misusing your strength. So I had to put you in a valley. You ready for me? I'm about to say something that's about to shock everybody on here. You ready? In a good way. About you. Okay. Um, you are so used to being strong that you don't, you, you don't even, there's no other setting for you. You're just on. Watch me. Or off. Ooh. You're so used to being strong that Ezekiel, sometimes I need to put you in a valley so that she can be fully strengthened 
because you've used so much of your strength and you're always on all the time that sometimes I need to send you to a valley so that we can re-up your strength. I need to send you to a valley. I sent you to a low place because you're about to be like a butterfly. You're about to evolve into a new you. You're about to evolve into a new you. You're about to, listen, I noticed this, um, I noticed that sometimes um, before God's gonna have me to do something for me, that sometimes, um, this is just an observation I made through the years, that sometimes someone has to do something crazy. I know that sounds crazy, right? That, but but that's just, it's a pattern I noticed from the past. But sometimes to provoke me to do for me, sometimes I need to see people or a person do something do something wacky. And then I'll be like, ah, well, I'm gonna bless me, I'm gonna do something for me. Anybody else ever notice anything like that? Okay? When you're always so used to being strong, sometimes God has to send you to a valley so that you can re-up on your strength. Last definition, and we gotta go. Last definition, and we gotta go. Last definition, we gotta go. He sent Ezekiel to a valley of bones. Last definition, bones, wood. Wood. Wood, like building wood. Not W-O-U-L-D, W-O-O-D. Wood. He sent Ezekiel to a valley of wood. Why in the world would bones mean wood? Because Ezekiel, you're going to build something from the valley. You're going to construct something from the valley. Father, show us what we're supposed to build with what's in the valley. Because everything he needed, it was in the valley. Don't let us curse our valleys. Don't let us be mad about our valleys. Don't let us be upset with our valleys. Don't let us even want to get out of them because there's something we're supposed to build while we're in them. And the Bible says that Ezekiel went into this valley, one man by himself with these dry bones, but he came out of this valley with an exceedingly great army. Crystal, he built something in the valley. God, everything we need, it's in the valley. Let us build in Jesus' name. It's 801. We got to go. Don't forget daily pop-ups every day this week. <clears throat> um, you'll get an alert from our app. When we go live, make sure you text Harvest to 55498 so you know when I go live. Number two, uh, if you haven't shared this yet, make sure you share. When you share, people get saved. Number three, if this blesses you, I want to encourage you to sow into it. Always bless what blesses you. Always bless what blesses you. How can you sow into it? You can use the cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two. You can use PayPal, Vitmo, Zelle, Givelify. All of that's available. The key email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church if you want to use one of those methods. Here's our seed tonight. Here's our seed tonight. And we prayed over three distinct things tonight. Um, but here's what I want us to name this seed tonight. I want us to name this seed tonight. I want us to name this seed. I got it. I know that's it. I got it. There's certain things that when you get and it shifts in you, it changes everything for you. I got it. And there's two seeds tonight. There's two seeds. I just heard the Lord loud and clear. There's two seeds tonight. There's a 41. 41 is the number that represents the exit out of the wilderness, the exit out of a wilderness. And then the other one is 5811 for Isaiah 5811. Those are the two numbers I heard. That's what I'm going to tell you because that's what I just heard God say, right? Um, whichever one, want 41 to exit a wilderness, to exit 
a dry place. Isaiah 58, the scripture we prayed at the beginning. You pray, you sow whichever seed. You say, Bishop, I want to do both. Sow both. Say, Bishop, I don't have either one. Get as close as you can, but get a seed in the ground and lock this word in. Where's that at in the Bible? First Samuel chapter nine, when the word spoke life to them, they sowed into that word. When Samuel, the man of God, gave them instructions, they sowed into that. I encourage you to get a seed in the ground. And again, if you don't have either one, then if you don't have either one, then he's not asking you for either one. You get the best you could sow and you get that seed into the ground. He gives seed to the sower. Last but not least, if you're on here tonight and you're not a Christian, tonight's your night to come to the Lord. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful, tonight is your night to come back to the Lord. And thirdly, you'll be like, Bishop Woman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I sure enough want to be sure tonight, wherever you're at, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure, on the count of three, you do that hand with the emoji, or you say it to me right there in the comments. One, two, three. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Respond and respond quickly. On Saturday night, what was it, like 15 or 16 people, something like that, got saved? Yesterday, I didn't see, I, I saw the counts. I just don't recall all the counts from Denver, Atlanta, and online yesterday. But people got saved everywhere yesterday. Tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure this is your night. I see you. There's one right there on IG. Wherever you're at, there's two. You do that hand wave emoji. There's three. You do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation. 16. Thank you, Katina. No condemnation. Seriously, God's coming to get you tonight. Your life matters to God and it matters to us. It matters to God and it matters to us. It matters to God and it matters to me. It really, really does. Why do you count, Bishop? Because anything that's alive should be growing. The count is just simply so that we, we know what God is doing. We know what God is doing, but you better hear me clearly. You are more than a number. You are life that matters to God and it matters to us. Hey, different. Right, wherever you're at, there's three that have responded. There's at least two more of you. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Mr. Foreman, I don't I, I don't want to do it in front of people in the comments. It's between me and God. God actually said, Jesus said it this way. If you, there's four, if you deny me in front of people, he said he'll deny you in front of the Father. I don't know about you, but that's not a denial I want. That that could you imagine, could you imagine the, the feeling of that? You are like, hey, Jesus, oh my God, oh my God, surrounded by you. And you walk it up and you think, oh my God, I'm in Jesus. Like, I do not know you. I do not know you. We need to sit. Listen, this is the VIP section. We're going to send you to the other section. I'm just saying. There's at least one more of you that's on here tonight. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You do not want, you do not want to get up to the gate and he'd be like, I don't know you. Bye. I'm just telling you. It really is not. It really is not. It really is not. It really is not. This is an eternal issue. Well, Bishop Foreman, how do you know all this Bible is real? How do you know God is real? What if none of it's real? Listen, listen, we could settle the argument real simply. If none of this is real, at worst, at, at, at worst, worst case, case scenario, if none of this is real, you learn some great principles to help you live a better quality of life while you're here. If all of this is fake, which is not, but if all of this is fake, worst thing, there's five, I see you on YouTube, um, then you learn some great principles to help you live a better life. But if all of this is real, and I believe it is, and watch me, even if I didn't have a Bible, there's six. How do you know, how do you know miracles still happen? Because I am one. Is there anybody else on here beside me? Don't do the hand wave emoji. Just say, yes, Lord, because I don't want to get you mixed up with this decision. Where you know you're a miracle. Just say, yes, Lord. 
if you know, I didn't have to read about Moses' miracle. I've seen him cross, I've seen him part my own Red Sea. I didn't have to read about him feeding 5,000. I've seen him feed me. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me tonight. I didn't have to read somebody else's miracle. I've seen it for myself. I am one. So to be honest, even if I didn't have a Bible, I am one. The Bible says we are living epistles, letters written to declare his glory. You got it? But if all this is real, if all this is real, there is eternity at stake. And it is real. And it is real. Listen, everybody put this prayer with me. There were six that I saw. Everybody put this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get it right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, you just prayed that prayer. Text harvest to 55498. It's pinned over there. It's at the bottom of the screen over there. And enter the option for salvation. Let us get your word. It's going to walk you through what to do next now that you've given your life to the Lord. All right, again, let me give you the information one more time about how to sow. If it bless you, always bless you. I'm a sower, I'm a giver. So let me just be clear, full disclosure. Whenever I talk to you about giving, I, I, I'm a giver. So I'm not just telling you to do something. I do it because I teach it because I do it and I watch it work for me. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. My first book, Getting Your Financial Donor, which we rebranded, I love you too. Um, the art of, uh, or the uh, making money moves, the art of getting your financial order. It literally came from a valley that I went through. And I said, Lord, if you get me out of this financial valley, I will teach other people how to do it. Went through a valley. I got some wood. I started building. And he literally said, son, you're going to give your way out. I know it sounds crazy, but I gave my way out. I gave my way out. And I watched God do something amazing. So that's why I believe in that principle and all of the principles so much. Again, if you're going to sow two seeds, 41 or 58, 11, you sow whatever you want to sow. If you want to sow more than that, sow more than that. Um, but I encourage everybody to get some seed in the ground. You can even use the badges on IG. Get some seed in the ground. Tonight's seed is called, I get it. How can you use it? Use um, uh, Cash App, dollar sign, Bishop Form with the number two at the end. PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Hello at harvestchurch.church. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Make sure that you share. I'll see you on the pop-up tomorrow. And I'll see you guys tomorrow night too. We're doing it um the dreams uh, masterclass for those of you god speaks through dreams and especially if you have a recurring dream you want to be in that and even if you want to learn more about dreams and how god speaks that's tomorrow night you can register for that if there's still spaces we got to keep it small because i'll be actually interpreting dreams so if there is space you can register on the website once it says it's full it's full but you can go to the website harvestsearch.church or go to the app and register for that tomorrow night all right love you guys shalom see you take that love y'all love y'all over here Love you guys over here. Shalom. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.